because what he done is he remembered way back in the history of NAP Tech football, you, you probably heard of STP. Yes, I've heard of that. Well, you know, we played SPT back in the late 1950s, SPT, that's South Pole Tech, you know, uh, and uh, that was a ball game where the, the ball field froze over, it was covered with ice, you know, and, and it was made footing real treacherous, just like it was on the beach last weekend, and, and uh, old Scrape remembered ice, so he gave everybody that had that sunburn a real good ice treatment, now they're going to be ready for practice this week and ready for the ball game coming up this weekend. Well, it sounds like you've got a very competent trainer on your staff, Coach. Well, not only that, he's pretty darn good. And we'll be back with Coach Turf and more right after this. And the uh, Art Turf Show brought to you today, as you might expect, by the Athens County Board of Elections. Hmm. Well, Coach Turf, being the positive person you are, I know you always look uh, on the bright side of things, but uh, what could you possibly find as a bright spot in a 66 to nothing loss? Only bright spot in that ball game was the sun. You know, that uh, rascal shone down and all of our ball players there on the beach caused all that sunburn. And that's a thing that's going to stick out in everybody's mind. But I do want to point out to good old, our good old fans at uh, Shank Wedgman, the boy that won the game ball for all of his punting last week. He won it again this week because I think he set another school record most punts in two consecutive straight games in a row and I don't know what the numbers is numbers Norwalk he could tell you if he was here but he ain't here so we can't tell you but it is a school record he told me that on the Packard on the way back and he did a real fine job punting that ball out of there and he's uh, probably the only one that uh, didn't get sunburn on his back he just got sunburn on top of his head well coach I had the privilege of driving your uh, vehicle that Packard uh, last week and I was just wondering how the uh, automobile made the trip back well, it was a fine trip. You know, uh, uh, the Packard didn't get sunburned. It was nice and cool there all the way back, except for the fellers that was uh, sitting back in the back seat. Uh, they was the ones doing the pushing. I'm certain those guys pushing the Packard worked up a good appetite, and that uh, reminds me we're going to be doing our Friday program from your training table, I understand. I just uh, wonder what's going to be on the menu. Well, I don't know. Uh, we always leave that up to our ace crack dietitian Tubby Thompson and uh, we have to check with Tubby on that but I can guarantee you one thing I, I believe we've seen enough seafood for a while be listening again sports fans for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the fighting oysters of inept tech the coaching legend in his own mind the one and only coach Art Turf in our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Uh, thank you for that uh, intro, Flash. What a beautiful morning it is. 46 degrees right now. you got to wear a jacket. Going to get up to 62 later on. But sunny all day. Looking ahead, Wednesday and Thursday, it's going to be in the 70s. But Friday, they're talking about 58 a high with rain. Well, it is that time of year. Hey, it's election day, folks. November 8th. The year 2022. I uh, went to the uh, Board of Elections um, website 
Athens County Board of Elections and printed off my ballot just to make sure I was aware of everybody that's running and, and so on and so forth. Very easy to do. You could print off a copy and then study it, and it looks just like the ballot you would have um, when you go to the polls today. And um, there's, there's it's a funny thing that um, there's a couple names I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, um, so, and you can even uh, look it up specific to your, um, you know, your, your, your location. Like in the city, you have different wards and different precincts and things like that. So um, it's a very good service, and the Board of Elections does a great job. And, of course, we'll figure out how to... Um, give you some clues on the election returns tonight as they uh, start to get compiled. And um, I think some of our sports guys are going to join us in helping doing that. So um, that's, that's, that's the big thing of the day. And as soon as I finish my show, I'm going to go to the post office and then run down and vote. Scott, when does uh, voting uh, fall into your place? Your schedule today yeah oh well this right now the uh the party line show the longest running talk show in ohio we we believe anyway and uh some work things this afternoon okay time out for the polls to go vote yeah. today sure. um well, yeah, so the point is you don't have a specific time just un in mind yet. For? For voting. Oh, no, no. Whenever okay. I whenever I get a break and can get there, and hopefully it won't be busy. And I've heard from a few people around the state this morning that they were in line, long lines. Really? Good. Yes. Crowded polls area, uh, particularly uh, metro areas. A few uh -huh. people in the... Non-metro areas, I would say, mm -hmm. that, um, you know, said they are busy, but not like the major metro areas from folks that I heard from. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, shall we say. Sure. And uh, to everybody who had the, um, can I call it the gumption to run for election, we congratulate you. And, uh, you know, I, there's times I, because I've stood election a number of times for city council and things like that. And um, how do I want to put it? Very hmm. delicately, maybe? No, no, I mean, I think more people ought to run. Um, it's a, it's a most interesting job. And you learn the pros and the cons of each decision. And then you have to make up your mind, right? Yep. And, um, it's not all that much, all that much different than running a business. 
whatever other kinds of jobs there are. Yeah, so, or an organization or yeah. planning for an event, something like that. I, the, the people I've talked to or heard from this morning, even, you know, within the last few days, mm-hmm. have said they will be so glad when these political commercials are finally over. Now, we appreciate the business here. You know, there's no doubt about that. But um, I've heard from a few listeners, too, that have uh, echoed the same sentiment. Well, folks, you have to get your name out there. Yeah, you do. Some names are more recognizable than others, perhaps because they're presently in the office. They're incumbents. But... um, we we certainly um, the rules are that we have to charge our lowest unit price per ad for politicals that that we offer for anyone. So um, uh, that's a federal law, and the FCC enforces that very um, very properly. But, nevertheless, um, me, I, I enjoy the um, politicals. And um, there are some whose names I wouldn't have known otherwise. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, All obviously right. that's the whole purpose of it. Yes. You know, and um, for me, I can do without the mudslinging. No. The demonizing of political opponents, either way. That tends to be more of a television issue. Yeah. At least that's my opinion. I have seen some ads on television that I thought were pretty, what would you say, rough. A little edgy? Edgy. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Me too. But, you know, I want to hear... About what they what they can do to help our country. Mm-hmm. I don't care who they are. I got you. Well, anyway, about an hour from now, I should be <clears throat> down there at the pool, and I think in my case, we meet at the community center. All right. Well, uh, in tonight, as I said, uh, our sports guys are going to learn a whole new thing, and that is, uh, we believe, uh, the election returns as they are um, published. Oh, cool. And um, I missed the first part of that. I was doing a few things around yeah. outside of the studio here, as you knew. And the, um, yeah, see, now who was the Art Turf uh, sponsor today? Oh, well. I, um, I did it. Now, just a minute. Let me think who it was. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. Did you do a sponsor? Yes. But for the life of me, I can't remember who it was. <laughs> what, yeah, well. Was it um, even more stale Halloween candy? No. By any no, chance? No, Halloween candy in my house <laughs> is, a depl- is gone. It's gone? Yes. Did you run out? You didn't run out Halloween night, did you? Nearly. Nearly. Okay, but there were still a few little pieces, and between Sky and myself, we finished it off. Polished them off. Good. Yeah. Well, that's good. Didn't go to waste then. 
Well, good morning, folks. Once again, today is Election Day. It is November 8th. Well, I'm me, still interested in the sponsor, so if you happen to rally, get a rally there. Let me think here. Okay, who, who it was. We've got it recorded, so yeah. it's recording. So if, if it... I can't remember. If it doesn't materialize, then we can check that afterwards. Hey, you know what I want to do? What's that? I want to do this. Yeah. football tonight right yes indeed yes go bobcats don't stub your toe in oxford again that's right we're playing miami tonight and um, that's an order <laughs> uh you know i love to tease miami because <laughs> yep. a, a girlfriend of years ago went Ooh, there and yes. all of that marcia My, miami marcia yeah and um anyway all right. <laughs> well, today is November 8th. Let's uh, do our normal stuff. Okay. Before we go, did you do the times and TV and all that tonight for the Bobcat football game? No, sir. 7.30 kickoff, ESPN2 on TV, live radio coverage on the flagship station of the Ohio Bobcats right next door to us, Power 105. Are on FM, yes, indeed. Yes, Let's go, Bobcats. Historical events on this date. In the year 392, Roman Emperor Theodosius declares Christian religion the state religion. Then we jump up 1,200 years. <laughs> Only 1,200. To the year 1519, when the first meeting of Aztec Emperor Moctezuma II and Spanish conquistador Hernan Cortes. And in, in now the even tougher thing to say is the name of this city, Tenochtitlan. Very nice. Something like that, down in Mexico. 1701 on this date, William Penn presents the Charter of Privileges 
which guaranteed religious freedom for the colony of Pennsylvania. Seventeen thirty four, Vincent La Chapelle, the master cook to various nobility and royalty, forms Freemason's Lodge in the Netherlands. eighteen ninety five, German physicist Wilhelm Röntgen produces and detects electromagnetic radiation in a wavelength range today known as X-rays or Rongen rays. Well, 1895 for that. Boy, need those, don't we? All the time. Yes. 2002, Iraq disarmament crisis. The UN Security Council under Resolution 1441 unanimously approves a resolution on Iraq forcing Saddam Hussein to disarm or face serious consequences. On this date in 2016, Republican Donald Trump is elected President of the United States of America, defeating Democrat Hillary Clinton who received 2.9 million more votes. Now, have I forgotten something? They're saying she received 2.9 more votes than he? A popular vote, but he won by the Electoral College. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I get it now. And that was done that way by the framers of the Constitution so that certain three, say, giant cities in the country could elect the president regardless of what the rest of the country felt or voted. We have uh, three, <clears throat> I'm sorry, four famous birthdays. Okay. Um, we'll start with the oldest. And it, uh, the picture here is a concrete statue of a head. Nerva, N-E-R-V-A, who lived, lived from 30 A.D. to 98 A.D. Ah, uh, yes. Another granite head. He was Roman emperor from 96 to 98. <laughs> I just, it's Whopping interesting. two years. Yeah. When when were you the emperor? Oh, nine to twelve. Yeah, me nine to nine a.m. to twelve p.m. Nope, nine year nine to twelve. <laughs> he became emperor when aged almost uh, sixty-six after a lifetime of imperial service under Nero and the succeeding rulers. Nerva. Going um, forward in time, Edmund Haley, H-A-L-L-E-Y. Maybe it's Halley. Um, I he, think you had it right the first time. Okay, he was born in 1656. He died in 1732. Now, what was his thing? Haley's Comet, ring a bell? Of course. There you go. Edmund Haley was an English astronomer 
geophysicist, mathematician, meteorologist, and physicist. He was the second astronomer royal in Britain. Succeeding John Flamsteed in 1720, he discovered Halley's Comet. Wow. And speaking of speaking astronomy. Of, yes, uh, I was going there myself. Go there. Uh, last night, of course, um, we had a, um, what do you call it? Lunar eclipse. Uh, an eclipse of the moon. And it was, uh, as I understand it, supposed to occur at 3 a.m. The beginning of it, yes. And I um, set my watch, not my watch, my alarm. And do you know I slept right through it? Of course. <laughs> but this, this only happens, well, I think they said the next time it may occur is three years from now. Yes. Um... I'm I'm just curious if uh, anybody did actually take it in. I did. You did? Yeah. You got up? Yeah, the full the full eclipse was at its height at 6 a.m. Oh, 6. Yeah. So it started at, you know, right around the time you mentioned and then it moves obviously into the eclipse where the earth passes between the sun and the moon and it, it was the blood moon as they call it. Yes. And it was really cool. I was going to snap a picture but when I looked out didn't. here. Correct. Well, you can find many pictures of it online or on newscasts. Yeah, but it's been fun to see what you saw. Oh, yeah. It oh, was well. cool. It was, you know, it was uh, one of the wonders of astronomy of the universe. The okay. phenomena of an eclipse. Now, the next uh, <laughs> birthday we have to mention... Think of this name, Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> um, his picture is pretty rough. Um, he was born in 1431. He died in 1476. Obviously, he was a rather um, mean guy, I guess. The Impaler. Yeah. He was also known as Vlad Dracula. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he looks like, his picture reminds me of the characters in the movie, The The Night at the Museum. Did you happen to see that? Where I, don't, these I don't recall. Characters come back to life. Oh, yeah. Historical I've seen figures. Something like that. Yeah. With, uh, the character in there who's the night watchman of the museum and at night all the characters come alive yeah yeah or the the wax figures or whatever they are in there this guy looks like he could have come right out of that movie <laughs> well so, so this this very negative and violent name yeah he he uh apparently was uh considered one of the most important rulers in Wallachian history and a national hero of Romania. Okay, Wallachian so, history. Yeah, it goes. This goes on to say, also known as Vlad Dracula, son of the dragon, uh, but most famously Vlad the Impaler. He was a brutal, sadistic leader known for torturing his foes. Uh, wonderful. 
Some estimates he's responsible for the deaths of more than 80,000 people in his lifetime. A large percentage of them by impalement. Amazing. What's impalement? Where you stab them. Mm. And generally it's not with a hand knife. It's with a sort of a knife on the end of a long stick. Mm, like a bayonet or something? Well, I don't know if that's the right term, but... Um, Here, you want to hear some... I don't know if you would call it poetic justice or not, but his death, he was ambushed by the Ottoman Empire who reportedly decapitated Vlad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, um, I think, someone that had been that... Um, mean and I, I have no problem frankly with that <laughs> that ending for him I want to see get this definition of impaling someone or something that pushes a sharp object through something especially the body of an animal or person yeah yeah okay the last one I think we can have a little more pleasure in a little sharing. more upbeat all right margaret mitchell born in 1900 died in 1949 the year i was born um margaret mitchell margaret munerlin mitchell was an american novelist and journalist she wrote only one novel published during her lifetime the american civil war era novel gone with the wind oh my for which she won the National Book Award for Most Distinguished Novel of 1936 and the Pulitzer Prize for Fiction in 1937. And what a movie. Yes. Okay, Fr we uh, move frankly, on to... Frankly, my dear, no. isn't that Clark Gable who uttered that famous line? Yeah, but finish it. Nah, it's okay. Okay. I don't well, give a damn. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not a terrible word. And there are certainly many worse that we wouldn't say. Well, I I paused for your assistance right there, so thank you. So blame it on me. No, I okay credit you for that assistance there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we 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 move on to famous deaths, <clears throat> and we have uh, basically two today. Um. Doc Holliday. Ah, uh, yes. Born in 1851, died on this date in 1887. Not a terribly long life. Doc Holliday. John Henry Holliday. You know, he was a dentist, right? That's how he got the name, nickname, Doc. However, he was an American gambler, gunfighter, and dentist. He was a close friend and associate <laughs> of lawman Wyatt Earp. <laughs> Teeth by day, guns by night. <laughs> I had not known that. Yeah, that's how he got his nickname. The dentistry part. Yep. That's really, uh, it's weird. Ironic, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah. A close friend and associate of lawman Wyatt Earp Holliday is best known for his role in the events leading up to and following the gunfight at the OK Corral. Yes. Okay, now this next one. I, I know the last name. I, there's no way I can get this first one. 
Yasheslav Molotov. And uh, M-O-L-O-T-O-V. He was born in 1890, died in 1986. So he lived a long time. Um, I see the last name, and I want to think of this thing that was called the Molotov cocktail. Mm, yeah, that's exactly what I thought, too. He was a Russian politician and diplomat, an old Bolshevik. You Bolshevik, you. <laughs> and a leading figure in the Soviet government from the 1920s onward. He served as chairman of the Council of People's Commissars from 1930 to 1941, and as the Minister of Foreign Affairs from 1939 to 1949, and once again from 1953 to 1956. Now, you ask, pray tell, what did Molotov do? He negotiated the German-Soviet Non-Aggression Pact of 1939. Boy, that went well. Not after Hitler turned on the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. And uh, he also negotiated mutual aid treaties with Britain, the U.S. at Tehran in 1943, the Yalta Conference in 1945, and at Potsdam in 1945. I'm. I don't know if I should ask this or not. What is a Molotov cocktail? Well, it is. Is it a weapon or a cocktail? It it's a cocktail. It it's, really is. Yeah, I'm. You a know, drink. They, like no, no. A beverage? Well, they. You know, I think some places name it that, but you know, they do it obviously as a play on words. I'm sure. Okay. But it's very explosive. It's a container that is filled with, uh, for instance, flammable liquid, and there's a rag inserted in the top oh, of it. Oh, I've seen that. Yes, and, and it's the rag or whatever the the igniting device is, is lit on fire, and then it is thrown against whatever it is aimed at. So and, it's a weapon. Yeah, and it, the glass obviously bursts. The flammable liquid is ignited by the flame, and uh, it's... Uh, a very explosive device, now primarily this, meant this to start a, a fire. This is a stupid question on my part. Well, maybe I'll give you a stupid answer. But if I went to any local fine bar and asked for a Molotov cocktail, is there such a thing? I That I don't know. Okay. Um, let's just see if it could be um, a drink. So I'm going to Google in, is a Molotov cocktail a libation drink okay we'll go with drink uh is there a drink called the molotov cocktail uh what kind of drink is a molotov cocktail uh no it just it keeps okay. going back to the, the weapon thing. yeah the, okay the explosive and well, now here's another question is it a real drink nope they go on to say it's a firebomb. Okay. I just wondered. What is the white stuff in Molotov cocktail? You mean, so what is the flammable liquid? Well, it just says white stuff. Um, to enhance its use as a weapon, substances that will ignite themselves when hitting the target. White phosphorus. There you go. Okay. 
Well, <coughs> um, I guess we can mention another hundred times yet today. It's election day, folks. Millions of voters across the United States will cast ballots today in one of the most highly anticipated midterm elections in recent years. Polls suggest the final weeks of campaigning were defined by a shift in momentum toward Republicans, driven by persistent inflation and economic concerns. Some projections give the GOP a 55% chance of winning the Senate and more than an 80% chance of retaking the House. Well, this is speculation. Tomorrow we'll know. Early voting across the U.S. has surpassed the levels seen in the last four years. So people that went in early to vote and all of that sort of thing. Abs- not absentee, but um, anyway, you, you could go in and vote early, particularly if you had some engagement that would prevent you from voting on today. Um, let's see, where was I? 43 million early votes were cast. Roughly 20 million ballots were submitted in person, with 23 million mail ballots collected so far. The cycle has also shattered records for the most amount of money poured into races at a more than one uh, more than 16 billion dollars. Historically, the party that holds the White House averages a loss of 28 House seats and four Senate seats during midterm cycles. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Let me repeat that. Historically, (coughs) the party that holds the White House uh, averages a loss of 28 House seats and four Senate seats during midterm cycles. And that goes back to the times of Harry Truman. Presidential approval ratings are often viewed as a bellwether for electoral outcomes. President Joe Biden enters the day with net ratings below 50% in 45 states. 45 out of 50. Some contests may be, rather, may not be called until later in the week. I don't know why that would be the case. Close elections. I guess. If they finish within a certain threshold amount of difference in votes between candidates. Well, that's our blurb on the elections today. Um, we may have more in another story. I just, but we'll move on right now. Kirsten. 
It's a. It's over in. Um, where is it? Ukrainian, right? Kyrgyzstan's in the Ukraine. It's currently Russian occupied. They lost power over the weekend for the first time since Russia took control of the region. Russian installed authorities say they are working on restoring power and blamed the outage on a terrorist attack by Ukrainian forces that damaged power lines. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky warned residents to be prepared for another round of attacks on its energy infrastructure by Russia's Iranian-supplied drones. Russian strikes have destroyed about a third of the country's power stations over the past month, and nearly four and a half million civilians are without power. Well, the news comes after Russia ordered civilians out of Kyrgyzstan in anticipation of a Ukrainian counteroffensive aimed to recapture the city. Ukraine has taken around, rather, the Ukraine has retaken around 13% of the territory previously held by Russian forces. And clashes between the two forces over the next three weeks is expected to determine control of the region. Separately, Ukraine accused Russia troops, Russian troops of looting and occupying empty homes in that, that region. Okay. Um, let's go to Greece. There's a spyware scandal there in Greece. And Greece's government announced yesterday it would ban the sale of spyware, the latest move amid a wire-tapping scandal which involved the prime minister and his government. The announcement follows weekend reports claiming over 30 public individual phones were infected by a spyware program overseen by the government, which um, the Prime Minister has denied. The story goes on. After July, security checks revealed opposition leader Nikos Androulakis, Androulakis, I think I got it pretty close, had been spied on by Greek intelligence last year, Mitsotakis fired two officials and claimed he had not been aware of the espionage. Out of national security concerns, the prime minister withheld the government's rationale for the wiretap, prompting calls for a deeper investigation from both Greek politicians as well as the European Union. Well, this scandal in Greece comes amid broader European concerns over the use of spyware against high-ranking officials. 
It also is a year after at least 14 sovereign leaders' phones were targeted by a Pegasus, a military-grade spy technology. Well, let's see here. Ohio University, we played um, the fight song a few minutes ago. Uh, They are in Miami today, right? Yes. For football. Yes. And that game again will be aired on ESPN2 Mm -hmm. and right here at our stations, particularly our FM, Power 105. Yes. And that's a 7 o'clock game? 7.30. 7.30. Yes. Okay. Go Bobcats. Yes, indeed. Beat the Red Hawks. Basketball Bobcats lost a tough one last night. That was played away. Yes. And let's see. Who did they play again? Belmont. Oh, dear. Uh, Lost by one. Wow. At at the buzzer. My, oh, my. Yep. Belmont is where? Uh, They played in Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee, obviously. But, uh, boy, oh, boy. Took the lead there right toward the end of the game. Uh, Wow. Thrilling game, exciting, but uh, came out on the short end. We had the Ohio State Buckeyes on here last night for their first game against – who they play? Robert Morris, I want to say. I, that sounds I'm not right. sure. But um, anyway, the Buckeyes, Ohio State Buckeyes were victorious by about, how much was it, 20, 30 points? A bunch. Yeah. Something like that. But um, anyway, hopefully the Bobcats will bounce back. I think their next game is coming up this Saturday in the Convocation Center against uh, Cleveland State. And that game will begin at 1 p.m. So, taking on the Vikings of Cleveland State. So, Saturday we have a 1 p.m. game. Yes. <coughs> and we're talking football, right? Or basketball. Bas- ba- basketball. Yeah, football tonight, basketball Saturday. Okay. Lady Bobcats, they lost a tough one last night. At home in the Convocation Center, they were defeated by uh, Long Island University. And uh, it was a close game. But regardless, uh, they came out on the short in 74-67. to 67, Lost by seven. Saturday's game is at what time? 1 p.m. Okay. Lady Bobcats are in action next at Longwood on Thursday night at 7 Longwood University, uh, located in Farmville, Virginia. And then they uh, come home on the 17th to play the Buckeyes, the Lady Buckeyes of Ohio State. The the elections today. I know we talked about them earlier, but I just got a little bit more to say. These midterm campaigns, 
really have focused largely on three issues, I think. One is the rising cost of living, crime, and abortion. Inflation and the economy, yes. Um, it seems that everybody's a little bit angry about something. Gas prices, food prices goes along with inflation. No, it doesn't matter which party you're voting for, you're, you're still upset about something. So um, it's a tough election. And... Um, do your part. Vote today if you haven't already done so. What else is on your mind? We've got about four, well, three minutes maybe. Uh, well, Veterans Day is coming up this Friday. That's, in, that's true. Yes. And, um, you know, I was asked to stand at a meeting yesterday because they said, would all the veterans please stand up and I stood up and I, I don't know exactly how to describe it it seemed to me that the veterans were um, I'm going to say one third of the men at the meeting nice. stood up We had some that had been in the um, World War II, even. Um, and then I was, of course, <coughs> in the Vietnam era. But um, we're losing World War II veterans way too soon, too, too rapidly. So that in itself... For me, anyway, as a spectator, if I would have seen that, it would have been an honor mm -hmm. to stand next to those guys, all veterans, for that matter. My, I think over the years I've shared bits and parts and pieces of what I did. I was very honored and proud of the duties I was assigned and accomplished. Um, but, unlike so many others, I never was in a dangerous situation. I was not in combat. Um, but I worked hard. Well, we're out of time. And um, Veterans Day Parade this Friday, 10 o'clock. That's right. And some businesses taking the day uh, to close and honor the veterans. Yes. Have a great day out there, please, folks, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. All righty? All righty. In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. 
I'm Stacy Lynn in Washington. The I Voted sticker is the biggest fashion accessory of the day. Americans hitting the polls to vote on federal and local races and... There are a lot, a lot of really top issues. I'm extraordinarily concerned about the state of hate in this country. In Georgia, it's a tight race between Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican Herschel Walker. I know the people of Georgia are going to get this right. Those hadn't voted and those that has voted, tell telling your friends to go out and vote for Herschel Walker. I'm Jim Crisula in Atlanta. These women are ready to do their civic duty today. There are issues on both sides, and you have to know what you believe in and then vote. If we vote, then we can get some of the things that we need accomplished. Instead of sitting back whining about it, we need to get out there and just vote. And big issues that affect all Americans are on the ballot. The Dakotas and Missouri have ballot measures on legalizing marijuana. Several states, including California and Michigan, will vote to either protect or curtail abortion access. And securing the vote is on the ballot in Arizona. One proposal requires photo ID for those voting in person instead of what's currently needed, two pieces of any documentation. Maricopa County Board of Supervisors Chair Bill Gates is already trying to debunk theories that voting machines do not accurately count votes. The accuracy of these machines is tested before the election. It's done by Maricopa County. It's done by the Secretary of State's office. That's CBS's Matt Piper. And everything you need to know, of course, will be on this CBS News election night special, which kicks off at 5 p.m. Eastern and on the CBS News streaming network. An American was shot in the Iraqi capital yesterday. Here's CBS's Kemi McCormick. The State Department now confirms it was an American killed in a failed kidnapping attempt. He was reportedly an aid worker who lived in Baghdad. The State Department says it is closely monitoring the investigation by local authorities. He was apparently shot and killed in his car in central Baghdad. A tropical storm is heading towards eastern Florida. Nicole could become a hurricane expected to make landfall Thursday. I know you woke up this morning with your Powerball tickets in hand wanting to hear if you were the big winner. It didn't happen because they had to delay the drawing because of a security issue. Get the ticket out of your pocket now. They have finally announced the winning numbers. 56. Right after that, America, we have 41, 33, 47, 10. Now for your winning Powerball number. Good luck, everyone. It is 10. Uh, if you hit them all, you'll walk away with over $2 billion, the largest jackpot ever. Checking Wall Street at this hour, the Dow is up 200 points, NASDAQ up 2. This is CBS News. Make the hiring process work for you. With Indeed's end-to-end -end hiring solution, you can attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Start at Indeed.com credit. This military moment is sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Iraq War vet Brandon Aronson started Paint Your Heroes, a project that honors service members who are no longer with us. Aronson's company, Paint True, delivers custom portraits to military families. I feel like the entire nation is sort of reeling from collective trauma. That made us want to do something big. We're a very small organization, but you have to dream big. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs.